Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship, and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to today's episode with me, Mark Fitzgerald. It's fantastic to have you joining me here. I hope you are an avid listener to this podcast. And if you're not, then please feel free to go back and listen to some of the back episodes as I think you'll find them really, really interesting and helpful. Well, I hope you will anyway, because that's the reason I do this. uh, And that's the reason we put this sort of stuff out there. Also, if you need any help uh, with property investing, with mindset, with getting up and making it happen, then please visit www.thepropertyunleashed.com. We have some free tools and resources on there. You can see uh, links to our YouTube channel, links to the podcast, which you're currently listening to, and all sorts of free things that are there to help you get started in property, get started in moving yourself forward. So today in this episode, I wanted to cover a question I get asked a a lot, which is, what should I cover in in regards to maintenance when I do rent to rent deals? Whether that's with HMOs or whether that's with SA. Today we're going to cover, you know, the fundamentals about what you should be covering and what you should also be leaving for the landlords to cover. So I hope you enjoy. So what I would say is, in most cases, we offer maintenance. Why do I say in most cases? Because if you say we offer complete maintenance, that means basically you cover everything. So you're covering the boilers, you're covering the plumbing, you're covering the roofs. You know, you've got to lay down a foundation here. And obviously the landlord is going to have some responsibility in the property themselves because they still own it. So if you were doing a purchase lease option where you were looking at buying the property later on, potentially to sweeten a deal, you would take on everything. So you would take on the actual, you know, the roof, the, 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 the walls, the doors, everything about the property you would take on. But on rent to rent, we don't want to be taking on everything like that because we don't own the property. All right, we might potentially buy it in the future. But right now, we're not buying it. It's still in the landlord's name. It's still owned by somebody else. So you want to have some clear cut guidelines and you want to make sure these are terms are really clear in your contracts that you're using. So whatever contract you're using, you want it laid out, who's responsible for what? So that if anything happens, and we've got to be proactive if anything does happen, and even if it's the landlord's responsibility, sometimes it's worth going out there, getting the work done, uh, and then billing them back. But make sure you've got those sort of terms in your contracts. The contracts I use and I give to my students They have all these terms already in there because I already use them. Do you know what I mean? So make sure if you are getting hold of any contracts that they're properly looked at by a solicitor or they've been used. I'd still say um, let a solicitor look at them personally myself. Just let them have an overlook and make sure you've got the right terms and everything in there. So anyway, maintenance in the properties. If you take a, let's just take a house. So we'll say an HMO, we could say a flat, we could say anything. They've all got different things, but fundamentally everything has heating, everything has electrics, everything has plumbing. Otherwise, how do you live? So what I tend to do is I say that the landlords are responsible for their boilers. Now I will get the boiler serviced every year and I will get the gas certificate done on the boiler. Uh, but that will be at the landlord's expense. They don't have to do anything. I shall organize it and I don't charge them any fees for organizing it and sorting it out with my team, but they pay the plumber to come and do that. The electrics are the same. So any tests that are done on the electrics, any pack testing or anything like that is also sorted out by my team, but paid for by the landlord. The house itself 
is normally insured by the landlord anyway. So if they have a roof problem or cracks in the walls or anything, you know, some serious damp or repointing that needs doing, a lot of the time the insurance will cover that and they'll already have that sort of cover. If they've got a mortgage, they will have to have had insurance in most cases as well. I always say the windows and the doors and everything, again, are the landlord's responsibility. Now, if somebody has a mishap, and breaks a window, then that's a different game. But if something happens that's a bit of a freak incident and it's not through neglecting anybody, shape or form, then it is the landlord's responsibility. And again, it's probably covered on their insurance. Now you could say, what about the carpets? What about the furniture? A lot of the time if the furniture, and most cases, the furniture is, is already in there when I've taken on properties, but you might have to put the furniture in. If you're putting the furniture in, that's your responsibility at the end of the day. If it's the landlord's furniture, and I've taken over a lot of properties with some really good furniture in, uh, I always say that I'll maintain that furniture and I'll replace any that gets worn uh, old or, or just, just gets a bit knackered or broken or something like that. Why do I do that? Well, because at the end of the day, it's not gonna last forever. Do you know what I mean? So it's, you know, if, if you're doing a five-year rent-to-rent contract, furniture, if you can get five years out of it, is going to need replacing, but you've got your money's worth out of it. Now, you could say to the landlord, well, if it's their furniture, it's their responsibility. They should have insurance on it. You can do that, but I've always said that I'll maintain it, and I've had to change the odd chest of drawers, the odd wardrobe. It's nothing much, the odd bed. It's nothing major or massive or anything like that. Um, as long as your deals are stacking and cash flowing very well, you know, it's an easy thing to do, but you can give that back to the landlord and say, well, whatever furniture I put in, I'm responsible for, and whatever furniture you've got in there, you're responsible for. So again, this is very much negotiated and can be put any which way that you sort of like. But the fundamentals of the plumbing, the electrics, and the actual house itself is the landlord's responsibility. Now, when I say I take care of maintenance or I take care of maintenance in most levels, it's like light bulbs, switches, door handles. You know, if there's a leaky tap, we'll get that sorted. If we've got a leaky valve on a radiator, again, we'll probably get that sorted without actually charging the landlord. Um, you know, white goods, you could say. So what are white goods? Well, white goods are your washing machines, your fridges, your ovens, your microwaves. Again, if they're already in there, they're the landlord's responsibility. Now, on a few deals, I've gone 50-50 on the white goods because obviously they've been pretty new when they're there. So I think, well, they're going to last a few years. And then it's just really, you know, showing goodwill. But in the end now, I just let the landlord pay for the white goods. Again, we will get it replaced. We will just ask them quickly if they're happy with the price of what we've sourced. And we will get it in there. We will get it fitted at no cost to them. So everything's in hand and all good. Carpets, well, if carpets get damaged again, you could go off the insurance or you can get carpets changed. And I say decorating and painting, we maintain that. My company, myself, maintain that, not the landlord. We'll maintain the property, make sure that it's kept good and clean. I'm talking about cleaners. We'll also pay for the cleaners out of our own money uh, to have my own team going in there cleaning it, make sure that they're maintaining it, make sure they're on top of everything and they will report any problems that they come across uh, and anything like that. 
So when it does come to maintenance in any of your properties, you want to be making sure that you're doing your checks. So if you have regular cleaning going on in there, you want to have it so that if they see anything, they report it. If they see a little bit of damp on the ceiling, it could be potentially from the bathroom or an ensuite or somebody spilled something, but you want pictures, you want them reporting it to you. You know, you can use WhatsApp. Uh, they can WhatsApp a member of the team, pictures, video footage, anything like that. If radiators start to look a bit corroded when they're cleaning around those as well. I always say, take a picture and just let us know. Anything that you're not sure about, take a picture and let us know. Uh, in which case then we can pass that on to my handyman. He will go in there and he will sort these things out. It's best to have prevention before you actually have a major problem. And of course, a little leak that might start just showing a few, few signs of coming through could all of a sudden burst into some massive problem. You've got to be careful of and you've got to be proactive on as well so maintenance levels and things like that it really is down to what you want to do i say when you when you do your first deals you'll probably take on a bit more maintenance than you actually will when you do other deals because you just want to sweeten the deal as much as possible and again it really is down to the discrepancy of what you want to do if you're taking on a property and you're putting the furniture in you're basically liable and, and met for maintaining the furniture. Now, if you put tenants in and you're doing it as, as tenants, then obviously a deposit there, if they break anything, you can take it out of the deposit. Exactly the same for your serviced accommodations as well. People pay deposits or holding fees for properties. And of course, you've normally got their details as well. So you can actually go back and say if there's any problems. Now, what we will find on serviced accommodation with like Airbnb and booking.com, it can be an absolute pig to actually make a claim against anybody unless it's really obvious and a massive thing. So just be mindful of those sort of situations and problems that you can have there. But again, if you're doing HMOs, you've got a tenant in there, you can just take it out of the deposit and things. But I would talk to people, I would see what happened and why it happened basically. And, it, and whether it was something that was always always happening or, or something that they just didn't report or, or whether they just had an accident. At the end of the day, sometimes people do have accidents. We have accidents in our own home. So I, I try and get my tenants to just say, just report anything that happens. And at the end of the day, nine times out of 10, if they spilt something on the carpet and they're afraid to report it because they think they're going to be charged for it, I've said, listen, if I can get my cleaning team in there and we can actually sort the carpet out and clean it because it's not been dried up and, and matted and, and really ruined the carpet, over six months we might be able to go in there and for 10 20 quid we might be able to just tidy that up we might be able to clean it all away and we may be able to sort it out and in most cases we probably wouldn't even charge you at the end of the day but then if you do it again yeah we're gonna have to so that's that sort of thing keys and stuff like that again you'll keep your own keys you'll keep your own uh, lock boxes and things so your will, you will be liable for those, you will be paying for those yourself. So really on the maintenance front, you wanna keep it as easy for the landlords as possible. In fact, you wanna try and keep the landlords out of it as much as possible. To a point, you wanna have a good working relationship with them, you wanna be able to contact them and communicate with them when you need to for things that they need to make, basically say yes or no on. But you also wanna have a clause in your contract that says, if you can't get hold of them and it needs doing, you are in your rights to get it done and you can even then potentially charge them a fee for doing the work. Why? Because they need to be, you need to be able to communicate with them. They need to be there for answering any questions when it needs to be done. Myself, I just tend to, like I say, get it done and then just let them know. But you build up that trust over time. So if you've got any issues early doors, 
then um, it might be a little bit harder to actually say this and say that. But if your contract's right and you've got all your terms and everything laid out in your contract, then you can even read it to them and just say, nope, you've agreed, you're liable for this, I'm liable for that, uh, I need you to sign this off. This is what we need to do. Now we can use anybody you want, i.e. plumbers, electricians or anything, or I can use my team, it's entirely up to you. I can have the invoice sent straight to you, but mark my words, if it's somebody that I've used, then I tend to try and pay them myself so that they get paid quickly and they get paid on time. So that a landlord's not gonna drag his heels or her heels or anything like that. And potentially upset, I was gonna say something else, potentially upset somebody that works for me. So I would tend to pay them and I would just take it off the rent. But again, you'd have the clause in the contract. So I hope that's cleared some of this up now and made it a bit clearer what you should be covering and maybe what you should be leaving for the landlords. And if you're working with letting agents as well, it's great to know what you're going to be looking after and taking care of and what they need to be uh, contacting their landlords about and sorting out. Because it can feel like a bit of a minefield, particularly when you're starting out or you're just doing your first deals or maybe you've done some deals and you're just still not clear what you want to cover, uh, what you feel is is right for you to cover. And actually, you know, if you take on a property and there's lots of problems with the plumbing or, or anything else specifically, then, you know, maybe you fixed it once, but you're not going to get it fixed again because of it consistently uh, leaks or you've got a consistent problem there which is an underlying issue that maybe you just weren't told about at the beginning I would then be talking to the landlords or the agents and saying you know this needs to be sorted out now and it's going to be done at your expense so there's a couple of ways you obviously you can do that you can you can obviously invoice the landlords directly but if you did have any problems like that you could potentially take it off the rent as well so there's lots of different ways you can do things as long as you set yourself up in the beginning for success you will have no problems with these and we we do that in the rent to rent business builder of course we set everybody up for success through my training platform where i basically help everybody and handhold them to success and make sure that a they get deals b they're good deals not just any old deals that they go out there and get and c they set themselves up and know what they're doing in every department so i hope you've enjoyed today's episode i look forward to you joining me again this thursday where we're going to come back to you with some more mindset property related goodness um, so until then take care of yourself and bye for now thank you for listening guys i hope you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe and share the podcast with others and if you could take a minute to leave the show a review that would really mean a lot to me as well lastly why not head over to the property unleashed facebook group and if you do i'll see you there take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision bye for now